You stupid person. You've got me skin. That'll do for me, Tommy. That'll do for me. Yeah, this is uh, Callum the Ball. Remember them? Sadly, we've lost Bobby now. Um, and he had some success later on in his career. The pomp, though, was in the kind of late 70s period. I remember seeing them uh, at the end of the pier, uh, quite literally, in Yarmouth, Great Yarmouth. They were okay. Lenny Henry was on that bill. He was a little better. We thought we had really good seats because uh, we were right at the, we were at the back of the of the stores. We thought this is great. Then someone pointed out that our ticket said XX, so you're at the back of the stores, right at the back of the hall. Yeah, but anyway, they did okay. They did all their um, all their hits. Rock on, Tommy. All of that, you know. Um, Tommy Callan tried to sing and, and a, bit, a bit like Mike and Bernie Winters only good so I think that um, it wasn't a surprise when the film came out The Boys in Blue it's Val Guest's last directing job and last writing job because it's, it's based on a Val Guest film um, with Will Hay Ask a Policeman and it's Val, so Val Guest's last piece wasn't that successful and I went to see it at the cinema and I didn't like it then even though I liked Cannon and Ball I was younger then alright so I've revisited it it's better than I remember but not by much the basic idea is that these are two policemen hence the title The Boys in Blue Sergeant Cannon and PC Ball so we're not travelling far from the reality of the situation, are we? And um, they run a very sleepy police station. Nothing's happening because, um, what they think, they're so good at stamping out crime. It's just that nothing's happening. They run a store, you know, a comestible store out of the back with tinned goods, which they're not supposed to do, and they use the police car to go looking for what they are, what they call birds. Now, this wasn't, you know, in, in this, this isn't woke. This is 1982. So you will get quite a lot of that. Um, the idea is, though, that suddenly someone's robbing serious art um, portraits. Not funny art portraits. Serious. I mean, rich art portraits and um, pictures. Pictures or portraits. You can do either one. And moving them around the country. They clearly are doing it from the uh, the little village and the police are complicit in it because they're so bad at what they do. Yeah, throughout the whole thing they are implicated in the um, in the robbery because they uh, they agree to have a light put on the top of their building. Some ridiculous story about someone keeping the light burning for their love or their mom who's about to pass uh, and the, the the art treasures are found in a in their storeroom someone's got in from the outside which apparently is some kind of cave at the at the cove a cave at the cove but how they get into their storeroom i don't know because they're in the middle of the village anyway forget about that there's a lot more that's that's wrong with this film, not just that, so let's get on to those things. That's your basic plot. The 
police chief who's newly installed wants to close down this office and merge it with another police force because nothing ever happens there. Plus he doesn't like either of them because he's been involved in them. They've messed up his car in the first scene of the film, crashed one car into his. So more about that in a minute. What Sergeant Cannon wants to do is to nick some portraits from, from the rich person in the village. There's always one, there's only one. I'll tell you more about that in a minute. And then bury it and pretend that they found it. So that they can they can say we've we, there is crime and we've detected it and and we've sorted it out. So you must keep us here. In the meantime, they stumble across the the uh, uh, the art knicker. He's not called Art Nicker. That would be uh, that would be too funny, I think, for this show, uh, for this film. Um, the art f- theft stuff, and because they are dogged, they defeat those art thieves. And I don't think anything really works for them at the end of the. Th- I don't think they're they can continue. I think they are they banged up. I think they are. I think the police chief thinks that they that they've helped, and so it, what you don't get at the end of it is, and everything's okay because I can't deny that you have foiled these robbers. So we're going to keep your police station. I, I think it's still intended that they're going to lose that police station. So you don't you don't get a really good outcome, and you're wondering after an hour and twenty minutes or so, wh- wh- why not? Anyway. This is a standard British movie. It's directed by um, by Val Guest with um, no real aplomb. You just get scene to scene. There's nothing special going on. Lots of people pop up. The rich bloke, who is the villain, that's not a spoiler. I'm sure you won't want to see the movie or you'll already seen it in the Deminister past, is Roy Kinnear doing his kind of um, blue collar bloke made good. Well, I don't know what these paintings are really or have a book's fizz apparently that's what people have no 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 get get the champagne wait 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 for the wait for the the, the orange that's the fizz part or, or the book's part I don't know which that's what passes for comedy here the script ain't good you see and it's a shame because actually Tommy and Bobby or Bobby and Tommy are good at doing that kind of quick fire repartee a bit like Morecambe and Wise whose films I will also revisit. Because they were good on, on, on TV, but not very good in the cinema. How does that work then? Maybe it was to do with the plots. There is a problem there. But they delivered things very well. And so do Cannon and Ball, actually. They get the, you do be better. They get that in there. You know, you really hate me, don't you? You really hate me, Tommy. Get all that going in. Quite a good impression, that, actually. Not bad at all. If only there was a market for Bobby Ball impersonators. There isn't, and there hasn't been, even though he's passed, there hadn't been when he was around either, although he is good in not going out. Now, they do everything all right. You've got Tommy who's got a bit more brain power and Bobby who's, you know, in arrested, in arrested development and all that kind of stuff. Um, other people who pop up are um, Eric Sykes, just delivering the lines, really, not doing much, he doesn't... Although his car gets gets smacked early on, he doesn't. He's not got that kind of. Oh, it's those two bunglers again. He doesn't do any of that. He's just 
it's sort of long-suffering because it's easier to do, I suppose. You've got um, Jack Douglas. He might as well not be there because he's not giving us any of that kind of comedy. Way, any of that comedy bungling. He's playing it like he doesn't carry on Emmanuel. He's playing it, which is another poor movie, playing it very uh, straight. So you might as well just have got an unknown actor in there, really. And you've got Suzanne Danielle. Oh, you've got you've got um, um, Pertwee, who is who comes in as a kind of salty sea dog, coast guard type. Hello, everybody. You know, John Pertwee could do that sort of thing. Hello, you know, he's the one who puts the light up at the top and all that. And you've got Suzanne Danielle, who is kind of playing two parts. Now, as far as I'm concerned, generally, Suzanne Danielle would struggle to play one part, is my view. So giving her two parts isn't ideal. She's a good-looking, and I'll use the word again, bird in the local village, who Bobby has designs on and who thinks he's going to get a bit. Um... There's lots of shenanigans about, I'll need some coconut powder. That's up on the top shelf. I can't get up there. He's lying on the ground looking up. All that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, that upskirting was all right then, you see. It's 1982. Yeah. And she's also part of the the gang with a kind of cod French accent, which she also gave us in, I'll mention it again, Carry On Emmanuel. Yeah, quite a lot of links to that film. In quality, certainly. So... She doesn't... And when she's captured at the end, she just says, oh, well, come and visit me in prison. Doesn't seem very teased off. Seems really open about it. Oh, I've been caught out. I'll be banged up for a, a lot of years. Come and visit me, won't you? Bye then. Bye. Oh, well, I... Uh, not quite sure what... Anyway, not ideal. And um, the action isn't ideal, really, either. There aren't that many com- comic... Um, set pieces. There's a bit where they um, creep into somebody's house and are pretending they're checking chickens. We're chicken checkers, checking chickens. Oh, yeah. It's okay, I suppose. Um, and that's about it, really. It, it's not. It's not great. It's a real made-for-TV thing, which was being pushed. It's like the porridge movie. Only the porridge movie uses some of the stuff from the Porridge TV series. So actually, it's got some quality. And you've got Ronnie Barker and Richard Beckinsale plus Walter Mackay in there. The less said about Barry Rutter, the better. Rutter, the better. But um, this doesn't have any of that. It goes all out. It really puts the money in. You know, you've got some people who you'd recognise from, from, from your TV and from British movies. You know, and you've got a, a, an old plot from Ask a Policeman. So they've updated it. There's some idea of having a, an alien spaceship in there, which is how they keep people away, in a bit of a Scooby-Doo type way. Yeah, it's Roy Kinnear, the rich bloke from the village. Yes, I would have got away with it too if it hadn't be, been for you bungling cops. Hmm, it's um. Oh, you've also got Arthur English in there. It's weird, they commandeer his motorcycle because I'll talk about the ending in a minute. Commandeer his motorcycle. And um, he's taking a pig to market. And you, you, so you've got a bit of a kind of... It's like when you do a pantomime and you do the, the, the sticks thing at the front cloth because they're changing sets, you know. It's like that. It's like it, it's a, just a bit of a, of a comedy scene that's not really comedy because it's Arthur English. Now, the ending's a bit odd as well. It's a chase. They commandeer a bus and um, then everybody gets on at the back. Um, oh, we've been waiting for this for ages. We've got a load of people at the back. What do we do? 
Now, I might have been yawning or I might have been scratching myself, but by the end of it, the, the, the punters aren't on the bus. So I don't understand where, where, where they got where they all got off. Anyway, we finally found us find ourselves, or they finally find themselves on a racetrack. They're dodging cars and stuff. But the it's strange really because they're chasing the um a car with Suzanne Daniel and Roy Kinnear in it and dragging a boat which has got all the stolen paintings in it. That's how they're getting the they're getting it out by boat, you see. But they're on the racetrack as well. How have they got on the racetrack? They're supposed to be wily criminals. These are supposed to be bunglers, so you'd expect to see them on a racetrack or, I don't know, a, a runway or something like that, you know, or, or through somebody's house or something like that. But not master criminals, you're not. And these are master criminals because they've been doing it for some time. Millions of pounds at stake. So what? how did they get on it? Never mind that. Never mind that. It's a chase with cars. Great. It's, it's really not very good, this. And it kind of, I suppose, led to the beginnings of a creaking in people's view of Cannon and Ball. If I can remember, they might have carried on and done more stuff. I don't, I can't, I don't think so, though. It just showed them like a sort of, it showed them outside of their milieu and it wasn't really successful. But having said that, they play the characters that, they are, because they're asked to, and that's the whole basis of the thing, isn't it? And their patter is rather good. They're the best thing in this. And when you've got people like Roy Kinnear in there, that's saying something. It ain't great. And the boys in blue could be left with red faces. See what I did there? You said, you really hate me, don't you? You really hate me. Ta-ta.